Hey everybody, AJ here. By now I'm sure you've noticed how huge this episode is and I assure you it is well worth the listen. You know all those cryptic hints we've been throwing around about all the cool things coming up? Well this episode is the first of many to come that incorporates our new developer interview segment. So make sure you stick around to the end to catch our interview with the developers of VineVenture. Thanks. And the cool thing is, is they give you Steam keys. Mm, yes. Dang it. Because <laughs> now we don't know where to go from it. No, you so. said Steam keys, then you went something. off on like they give you iOS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Android. Quite. Yeah, ooh, yes, quite. We give you Steam keys. Yes. 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 This is a 73 Steam key. Yes, quite. Yes. This is the Nordy Dirk Podcast. You have been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Nordy Dirk Podcast, the show that's dedicated itself to bringing you all of the indie game goodness you crave. My name is Andrew Campbell, and with me tonight, we have the triumphant return of one Andrew Linder. Andrew, how did the epic space war go? I, I assume you won, right? We uh, lost a lot of good men and women. I don't discriminate. <laughs> sure. And we also lot of, lost a lot of good Flabonians huh. and, and, oh, and Smizmaz. Huh. Smizmazers. <laughs> good riddance. Smizmazers. My only question is, did Bird Person make it out alive? <gasps> this affected Bird Person in no discernible way. <laughs> Somber moment. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Hooray! We, we're, we're glad to have you back, for sure. I, it's, I'm, it's glad to be back. It's glad, it's, it's and by glad it's, I mean me. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> you so. sure you're not one of those Flabonians? Huh. Maybe. What's your birthday? What's Andrew's birthday? Uh, Snarfly Darf. All right. Snarfy Narf. <laughs> Moving on, we also have... Wait, hang on. Uh, let's, what did I put it down? Part of the ranks tonight, we have AJ Vogel. AJ, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the phrase peanut butter and jellyfish? Fire trucks. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just no no particular reason. Just Makes no, sense. No, man. All right. I mean... It follows. Sure. It follows. You, you understand? I understand. You get it? I'm right. with you. You get that that fifteen level deep. I get it. Enigma that just happened. Yeah. Okay. That touched me. We- <laughs> oh, I didn't mean for that to happen. Oh. <laughs> we also have. Uh, where are you, Brandon Campbell? Brandon, where were you the night uh, last night around seven p.m.? Mind you, or may I remind you that we are? Well, we're not under oath, but still, where were you? We're under oath. The band. I was actually raiding with my wife, which oh. I need to go into this. Raiding with your who are you raiding with my wife? We in WoW. She plays WoW now, and uh, we. She got her first taste of raiding in the newest tier of raid, and she got, like, addicted. And now we keep trying to get into boss fights. And I got to say, she's not good. <laughs> she's just not. I really don't oh. want her to listen to this. But we've been kicked, or she's been kicked by, like, four or five different oh, raid groups, no. like, pugs. <laughs> and I have to leave after that because it's like, well, she was my wife. I got to leave. And it's like, oh. So well. is it is it, like, LFG or is it actual raiding groups? It's actual raiding, like, raiding normals. And What does she play? She plays Death Knight. Is she just pulling or? No, she uh, her DPS is just, she can't DPS the boss and move at the same time. Oh, sure. So It's an old mo- Red Paladin she, problem. She, she basically there. just moves. And her DPS is like under the tanks, and it's a, uh, understandable. Understandable, yeah. sure. Love her, but and uh, also with us tonight, we have 
a very, very special guest. What? I know you guys weren't expecting this. Why was I not for I just threw this in here. I know, I know, I know. No, we have. We have the one, the well. There's many of you, but we have one of you here. <laughs> Aaron Spain. Hey. He's back out of the shadows. I, I hail totally, from the multiverse. It's true. I totally <laughs> hyped you up. You have to say something really cool. Go. The mic is yours. Uh, zero degrees Kelvin. Zero. Zero. <laughs> <is> pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, Touche, my friend. Uh, oh my science, science jokes are well Wow. Well done, Aaron. Well, guys, <laughs> this is a first on the show. We are doing a five-man uh, a broadcast for you this a, evening. A five-some, if you will. A five, five, a five we are doing a full-on five I was in a five-man with you guys. I think we were probably like Utgard Keep. Oh, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that and one that's, club. And that that's one. when we <laughs> yeah. all... That's when Brandon decided to tank as a Fury Warrior, and I decided to That was to a good night. That was a, hilarious. As an Ellie Shaman. We were just all yep. DPS. Just, that was anyone sad. who doesn't play, has never played WoW has no idea what we're talking Well, that's like, yeah. I, I kind of feel for our listeners when they don't play well and they listen to us yammer on about it over and over again because it's like deal the majority, with it. Yeah, pretty much it's the majority. We do what of we our, want. Our gaming experience together. Mundo does what he pleases. <laughs> Mundo. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm I'm here today, which I shouldn't have been because my my Whoa. trip to Canada got canceled. I I I had plans to Did go. Did they to say Canada sorry? Sorry. No, they said. Well, looks like you're not going. Huh. So, and this was last Tuesday, last Wednesday. So, Gosh, Americans are jerks. Seven months of planning just kind of down the drain. So, so what you're saying is they canned the Canada trip. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. They canned it. Oh, I missed your puns so much. These. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you really, though? Yes. Did you really? Yes, yes. yes did. they did, Brandon. It is, it is okay. an integral part of the show, okay. and I'm glad to have it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really, what happened is walked in the room and they said, You canned to, to go. <laughs> You know what? You had your you had you your had moment. your try. <laughs> you had your moment. Let's be Montreal about this. <laughs> That's how you do it, Aaron. I actually would have been going to Montreal. So that <laughs> you, oh, really? Oh. That kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. Oh man. Sorry to stub your Toronto's. Oh, oh. man, three uh, in a row. That one wasn't really that you're, good. You're Quebec. Making, that, that was, that was, it was tough. <laughs> it's just Quebec. Quebec. <laughs> Calgary, man. So. Maple syrup. <laughs> Regina. We're done with That's this. Okay. British, so, British Columbia. Now go. So tonight, bread basket. Tonight Dang we it. are we're doing something a little bit different. Normally we focus on just one game for you, but we don't have one, two, or three, or even four. We have wait, do we have five games? We have five, we have five games. games. We have five <laughs> different games. Penta games. Exactly. Penta games. So what we're basically we each played a different game this week and then to the best of our ability, we're all going to attempt to give our impressions and what the game is about, gameplay, story, all that fun stuff. So without further ado, Adieu. would anyone Adieu. like to start? Okay, wait. I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 10. You pick it, or if you pick it, you get to go first. 1. No. Andrew. 2. 8. Aaron? 8 and $1. No. No. Oh. Eight eight full so he picked 9. 8 and $1. That's 9. Eight the closest one. was seven. Brandon, you're up first. Bam. <laughs> All right. So, so what, Brandon, do you got, what do you got? What do you got? My game is no pressure. Oh man, I'm so I'm sweating. This is this is Andy's <laughs> job usually. He, he okay. I did <laughs> half minute hero, the second coming. Okay. So this I have, is I have not heard of this game. Before. What happened? Yeah. What happened in the first coming? Well, that actually was that just was in Jeebus. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, I mean, that, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, the 
This game is actually a sequel to Half Minute Hero, which is a game that just came out in Japan on the PSP, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Ah. Uh, this came out, what was it? The Developed by Opus and was published by Marvelous. So is this the point where I like rip on the developer yes. names? Yep, yep is that, it is. That's what I do. Yep. So channel, Opus. Channel your inner me. Opus was our cat's name when we were a kid. So there. Opus was your cat's Opus. name? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that... I think uh, it was a demon. The, no, yeah, if you... Oedipus. Never mind. Yeah, isn't actually, that, Opus did come in and like scratch us when we were sleeping, so... Isn't that just what you shout when something crazy happens? <laughs> Opus! Only if you're British. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I so. so basically, this game is a... How do they describe it? It is a very comedic RPG game that lasts for 30 seconds each time. What? Basically, the whole thing about this is it's split into five different episodes, they call them, but each one is has its own levels. Uh, there's You kind of jump into this RPG world, kind of like the Final Fantasy games or Chrono Trigger or that type of thing, Okay. and you have 30 seconds to beat the boss of the level. All fights in there give you gold. All fights are like automatically done, so you don't actually get to pick anything. It just kind of starts you, and you just hit the bad guy, and he dies, or you die. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically, you, and uh, every time you kill a bad guy, you get gold. You can spend the gold to buy weapons really quickly because it's all done in 30 seconds. Or you can spend that gold to go to a goddess statue, which resets the timer. So you're basically just doing all these stupid little like RPG things in the as fast as you can uh, and it's basically just making fun of rpg games okay. what it's okay. doing. I, I, yeah. was, I was gonna ask how is that fun yeah <laughs> no, it's it's I very also getting it's there. a lot of humor it, the art okay. style is kind of like the old like nes final fantasy games where it um but you fight stuff like i don't even know there's a uh, giant bees it's not really that funny but like bees there's uh, one where it was uh beavers it's just like the most like really stupid plane <laughs> animal. It go it builds up and you fight like dragons and whatnot later okay. on. But there's stuff like uh, at one point you need to beat the bee goddess. She's the <laughs> she's the bad guy of the whole level. But oh, Vespa Queen, right? No, not no. She's not. She's not Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> sorry, not, we're not jumping into that Dang RPG. I know oh, it's not that cool. But uh, <laughs> no, to beat her, you need to go get the fly swatter weapon, which you need to find from a tent on the other side of the okay. map, which is really difficult to get because you only have thirty seconds to get over there. So, <laughs> so what happens after thirty seconds? The game just ends. Then the boss of the level blows up the world. <laughs> <laughs> basically wow every in, like individual level is split up there's like a boss there's a, there's a bunch of different bosses the bee queen there is a giant fire guy there's a dragon there was a naked guy he was just a man that was naked who blows up the world with the power of nakedness, nakedness. i guess i don't know you, you kill him by it's beating him with a shirt <laughs> which i was pretty that was you give him a shirt you, you kill him with a shirt so you don't really yeah Anyway, <laughs> wow. each each individual level you do gain gear and you get better each time. Like the first one, uh, you earn like a a toilet seat or something that you wear as armor. The next one, you get like a barrel, and eventually you get real armor, real weapons, and you get to fly a dragon around, kind of like you know the airships in Final Fantasy, where you know for okay. thirty seconds though. For thirty seconds, yeah. Each, I mean, you you can spend gold on these little like <laughs> statue things to make yourself speed through. And there is a story to this game, which is oh God. Um, interesting. How long is the story? <laughs> it's 30 seconds. 30 seconds. No. <laughs> like, if you've ever watched any of these really long-winded animes that just keep going and going, where oh it's like, God. you know, every boss is gets to... Oh, I'll, I'll say uh, Power Rangers, the original Power Rangers game. It 
or the Power Rangers show where everything is like this guy's the biggest bad guy ever, but he has someone who's above him. Yep. Do you remember that? You've just like, yep. you've just summarized the plot of about half of the animes out there. Yeah, honestly. exactly. And that's pretty hmm. much what this does too. Like it starts off. Let me let me read some of this real quick. The story begins with a soldier who is sent by a queen to slay eight elemental dragons. Okay. Sounds like the plot of most RPG type games. But then it turns out that the queen is an imposter and actually opens a gate to the demon world. After that, you need to defeat four elemental fiends to close the gate to the demon world. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's kind of like... Uh, but then it's... Uh, where does it go from there? But then it's revealed that the demon world is actually controlled by a time goddess <laughs> who sends wow. you forward in time to defeat four... God slayers. And those God slayers are also imposters. <laughs> yes. The, no. Actually, oh, you find out <laughs> that stop. the time goddess uh, goes insane and destroys the time stream, and then you have to be kill the evil black goddess that she becomes. But what? <laughs> there's more. But finally, the evil black goddess. Finally, the time goddess realizing that she is pulling strings to make uh, to make sure the world is always faced by evil. You have to destroy her. The heroes go back and try to destroy fate to make sure the time <laughs> goddess never gets created in the first place. Wow. And then you must become a god or something. I don't know. So in 30 <laughs> seconds, you're just uncreating everything. You're, you're basically just... And uh, Did you divide by zero? Like, <laughs> yeah, at some point, you divided by zero. <laughs> like I, I just looked at Wikipedia. That's the easiest way to find the plot on these games. Sure. And it was just like... Are you are you kidding me? Like <laughs> this sounds just like one of those like the uh, Dungeons and Dragons situations yeah. that got way yes. out of control. Like, all right, guys, yeah. roll your characters. Oh, I'm in a human. I'll be a human hunter. Uh, I'll be a dwarf paladin. Uh, okay, now we got our characters all set, guys. Where do I gonna go? Well, wait, hang on. My my dwarf paladin is also <laughs> a demon, um, whose yep. name is Dracula, and he can split up into multiple people and has all the powers. Yep. Yep. So like Superman too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just getting a com- a power whenever it's convenient for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my what? kiss makes you tell the truth. That <laughs> my uh, power is to have all the powers. That, if you want me to get controversial here, that's exactly like Doctor Who. What's oh. that? Oh, yeah. yeah, snap. Yeah, but oh, that's not as that wasn't as controversial. No, as I but like, they can't hear my glaring. Doctor uh, Who mic. does it knowingly. Doctor Who does it well with good storytelling. No, Doctor Who does it like, oh yeah, I forgot, I can do this. Yep. Of course, that's it. <laughs> Bam. I'm trying to think Why of a good of example that? of what you're talking about because I don't. Uh, oh, every single episode. <laughs> think of any episode. Think of any episode with the the Robo Dog and the new season with like David Tennant. David, okay, think of any David Tennant episode. I'll narrow it down there. Yeah. Every time it's okay. just like or like uh, the episode where all three of the doctors meet Matt Smith, David Tennant, and then the, that one for that periodical time where they were just sitting in the room and like, of course we do this and this and this thing. I don't never think really I've seen of. that one. I don't think I've seen that one. Either. Oh really? It's on Netflix, guys. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm on, watching guys. it with my partner, so it's taking us a while to get caught up. Come on. Wow, okay, that whole game just seems like let's make fun of RPGs. Like, is that pretty yes. much what it is? Basically, yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. It is. It, I mean, it is kind of fun in a, you sit down and you can basically beat a whole RPG <laughs> in like 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I guess it, I guess that could be fun, in, especially in, in game time, 30 in seconds. Ga- <laughs> in game time, no, it's real 30 seconds. Like, there's a timer oh that God. pops up and you have 30 seconds to beat it. 
and it like really stressful after it, a while, it is it's it? really stressful <laughs> and like if you don't earn enough gold you can't reset the timer so it, and once the timer runs out there's like everything turns red and it like explodes and it's very scary it sounds terrible yeah. <laughs> i mean like not like terrible isn't a bad game but just like terrifying i guess is this uh did you mention what platform this was for oh it starts on uh it's on the psp and just oh, PSP, uh, on right. steam okay so. So, yeah, huh. I can imagine myself oh, just sitting in bed and about to go to sleep. And, yeah, I'll open up this 30-second 30, 30 RPG game. And uh, was it second? Uh, Four hours com- later. It's, uh, <laughs> half Minute Hero, the second coming. Half Minute Hero, the second coming. Yeah, it's, it's a 30-second game. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, a price tag on that one? Uh, it is $10. I got it on sale for $2. Nice. So, Good job. Yeah. So would you recommend it for 10 or just wait till it gets um, on sale again? I would say get it on sale. I mean... Unless you really like 30-second games. I mean, there are some other things. There's some side modes. There's a multiplayer where you can have two people, like, kind of working together, I guess. I don't really understand how that works huh. in 30 seconds. Um, you can get up to four-player, pa- or four player, like, fight against each other, where you all earn gear for 30 seconds, and then you fight against each other or something. Huh. Um does that feel does it feel at all like WarioWare type games or Mario Party sort of thing? It actually kind of does. It's okay. uh, a lot like those like just quick games really fast except for not as fast. I mean it's all 30 seconds and it it does have all the RPG elements. It just obviously is making fun okay. of itself. Huh. Yeah, um, I was looking it up kind of looks like Dragon Warrior style art. Yeah, or... definitely Dragon yeah, Warrior okay. style or the original Final Fantasy. Um you can also there's right. also a map editor you can make your own or oh, there's a an that infinite cool. battle so, mode where you so just... So is it, is it like the entire thing you hit start, the world blows up in 30 seconds, or is it like 30 seconds on the world map total, but it's divided by fights? Like, I couldn't quite tell from the trailers. It's uh, 30 seconds for everything, except oh for gosh. when you go into a town, the time pauses. So you can buy items okay. and okay. whatnot. That makes a little more sense. But when cool. you're in battles, those count. When you're out in the world, those count. Um, you can run out in the world, but when you run, it depletes your health. So it's not not a good thing to do. <laughs> so basically, the people from that YouTube channel, Five Second Films, made a video game. And pretty it into pretty 30 much. Video game. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. They yeah. made five. <laughs> <laughs> My math is wrong. They did six. Math is five. hard. I'm not a math major. So I mean, it it is kind of fun. There's a, I mean, there's a decent amount of. I would almost say it's more levels than like stories because each time you beat thirty seconds, you go to the next level and you have slightly different looking gear. Sure. So it. I guess it's more levels than like there's it, the whole game isn't 30 seconds long and then you're done. It's uh, a bunch of 30 second levels. Segments. So. Oh, okay, that that's oh, kind of that what I was sense. asking. That makes yeah. more sense. Okay. okay. So all, all it is is they just put a time limit on it. Pretty much. Gotcha. Yeah. And you can go backward and uh, beat your time limits or beat your times. And there's like side quests that you don't have to finish, but you get special items if you do finish them. So I, I guess it's worth going back and has some replayability, but. Cool. Awesome. So the one more time, the name again? It is Half Minute Hero, The Second Coming. All right. I would not recommend it for $10, but if you can pick <laughs> it up for 2 and you really like RPG games, it's kind of fun. It, it made me laugh. But. Awesome. Cool. cool. What about you, Aaron? What did you uh, play this week? This week and many weeks past, I played Towerfall Ascension. Oh. Um, it's a really cool game. Um, and I'll read the description here on Steam's store page. Um, Towerfall Ascension is the definitive version of the hit archery combat game inspired by classics from the golden age of couch multiplayer, which is now, I assume. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's a four-player local party game centering around hilarious, intense versus matches. The core mechanics are simple and accessible, but hard to master, and combat is fierce. 
Um, the reviews on Steam right now out of 797 are overwhelmingly positive. Wow. Um, which is awesome. Uh, it, it, it's an awesome game. Um, it was developers, well, developer was Matt Thorson. So it looks like it's only one guy listed here, which is wow. cool. Um, incredibly impressive. I feel like I'm missing something and not giving somebody credit because this game is is solid. I remember um, <clears throat> I was listening to one of the Frog Pants shows. I couldn't even tell mm-hmm. you what it was. But Scott Johnson said that this is the most fun he's had on couch co-op since, you know, ever really just sitting on pe- people sitting on a couch Fact. and playing this game yes it is it is more fun than like super smash brothers or you know name a couch co-op game he said this was the it's most it's so fun good ever. it's so good huh. like um we play this so i we do a weekly board game night um at my place my my girlfriend and i and sometimes we'll get you know too many people over or we'll, we'll want to break from board games which we do to take a break from technology so once in a while we'll take a break from board games back to technology and this is one of the games we play um, it's awesome. I mean, you can you can pass the controllers around. You can have up to four players, but it's not just multiplayer. It also has a um, a really good single player mode that mm. I think you could play with multiple people. Mm-hmm. So you can play it one of two ways. You can play like story mode, where you go through a map and there's like I think like five levels per location. And then they get progressively harder, and you just fight off waves of enemies. Usually, I hate waves of enemy games, but this game does it really well because mm. um, the environment moves, it changes. It's got the wrapping kind of... Um, imagine Pac-Man where you run through the edges and come out the other side. Yeah, okay. But it's it's instead of being a top-down, it's a platformer. Huh. So if you drop down the bottom, you come out the top. If you run out the right, you come out the left, um, which applies uh-huh. to your, your, uh, your ammo as well. It's an archery game, so you're shooting arrows all over. And that's ah, where that's, it gets really cool. That's why you that like sounds, it. That's <laughs> yes. Mr. Archer Man. Yes, it is. Yeah. So could you just kind of explain what you do in the game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, think of, of a square, right? Got or it. Four I, by three I can do that. Rectangle, okay. Right. Wait. That's it. How many no. strings? Um, <laughs> that's the no, that's so, the circle one, right? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's the one with the corners. Um, it's got a smattering <laughs> of you know different platformers, and there's you know I don't know how many, but there's maybe I don't know sixty different platform layouts. I mean, it's it's really good. Um, so you can have one to four players, and we usually play it in tournament mode, which is you know you you set the conditions, um, and you're trying it's deathmatch style, right? Or you can play teams, right. um, but you're trying to kill each other, where uh, you're shooting arrows. But as the game progresses, you'll get drops, chests will appear, and okay. you can get things like wings, so that instead of jumping, Ooh. you fly. You can get <laughs> different types of arrows that range from they're on fire to they have bombs strapped to them to they drill through the ground and mm-hmm. will drill through platforms or they're oh, lasers that, that bounce cool. or they turn into like brambles and like infect a whole wall because now that wall is, is death. Oh, I love wall infection. It's like Contra right? on death. I mean on crack. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, crack is death. Yeah. But, but the, the thing that I think is most impressive, like all of those little things are great, but they're totally right. When they say, um, what did they say? Core mechanics are simple and accessible, but hard to master. In combat is fierce. Yeah. It's it's the smoothest competitive game like that that I've I've played. Wow. Where mm-hmm. it is, it's you can shoot, you can dash, you can hold an aim. Um, if you shoot an arrow, uh, it will actually block the arrow. But there's all these little like nuances and and idiosyncrasies to really take your game to the next level that are hard. But if you don't have that, you can still play. 
Um, so, so I was very impressed by so it. So kind of like Super Smash Bros. in that way that it's easy to pick up and play but hard to master type of thing. Sure. Yeah, but not as I don't feel as much pressure. Oh, okay. Like there's not like a million combos that you have to learn. It's just you're shooting or you're not shooting. And it's more about your movement and your positioning than it is about having to know a combo. Gotcha. So it's a lot, there's a lot of strategy to it once you get comfortable with the moves. Hmm. Cool. Awesome, dude. So one more time for, for the uh, listeners. Towerfall Ascension. And they actually just, uh, this game, by the way, came out um, in March 11th of 2014 on Steam, June 25th of 2013 on the whole on pretty much every platform. Okay. They also have yeah. a new DLC, Dark World. Ooh, yeah, just like Zelda. That up soon. Just like Zelda. Mm-hmm. Like awesome. Zelda. I'm, I, I've heard high things about the game. I want to check it out. It's How, awesome. I do want to check it out too. How much is the game? Um, let me take a look. Sorry, I didn't have that up. Um, oh, I'm not like prepared. When I got it, uh, fourteen ninety nine. Okay, okay, sure. Yeah, okay. You're, you're and then the, the download, the DLC, Dark World expansion is ten dollars. But you, it's that's absolutely worth it. Would you pay fifteen dollars mm-hmm. for it? Yes. Would you pay twenty five dollars for the with the DLC? Yep. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yep. okay. Totally would. Um, if you if you've got friends and we've always played it local, <laughs> well, I don't know uh, if that, you do it. That's you the need, catch. That's friends. the catch. <laughs> yeah. If you have friends, okay. <laughs> you didn't that want to come to your house you and that sit next up. to your sweaty butt. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely worth it. You can play it over and over and not get sick of it. Now, awesome. Does the what are the controls like on this? Are, is it decent on the computer or? Um, we actually use, I've got three PS3 controllers and one PS4 controller that I, okay. I hook up via Bluetooth to usually my MacBook just plugged into the TV via HDMI. Um, but they're really solid. I, we've only ever played with game pads. Okay. Um, okay. and they're, they're totally solid on that, but it's also available on like, uh, PlayStation 4, Windows, uh, Linux, if you want PlayStation Vita. Oh, thank goodness, Linux. <laughs> right? That is a legit thing for people. It, I don't it is. Some people yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I wanted to jump back to my game real quick. I, I just wanted to bring up ah, the... No, I just wanted to I bring up... jump back to my game. <laughs> We're done with you. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up the controls. Um, okay. It, it sh- they actually come out and say that you should play with a gamepad because if you don't have a gamepad, the controls are super wonky. Like I did it without. It's Wait, really weird. The developer says this? Yeah. It act- <laughs> there's actually a screen that pops up in when you start the game and says... Play with the con- or uh, play with the control pad because the regular controls are weird. It's like that. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty Doesn't much what Super Dark Meat Souls Boy does. say that too. You start <laughs> yeah. Super Meat Boy up, and it's, it's like you thing. could play without a controller if you're an idiot. If you're a like stupid that. idiot, yeah, that, that's basically <laughs> what this does. So, what, yeah. what does Dark Souls do, Andrew? Sorry. What? What you said that kills you. Dark Souls does. Dark Souls, you can't play. It's completely unbearable. Like you get to the first guy, and it's like this is one <laughs> small zombie. I can take him, and I'm dead. <laughs> you know, this is what I keep hearing from you that it's like completely impossible to play. But you then you just rave on it's, how fun it it's is. It's so good. It's like it um, it's like methamphetamines. <laughs> You're right. You you try you it once, and then the you try too. it forever. <laughs> See, I yeah, everything that you say about the you say it's amazing. It's fun. But all you ever talk about is how you get frustrated and die. Just how bad. Like, that's other than the fact that you say it's good, you say nothing that makes me you want know, to play this. People game. who gamble never expect to win money, but they still spend it. And that's Dark Souls. Oh, I man. never expect to win, but gosh dang it, I'm gonna keep trying not to die all the time. Awesome. Oh, all right. Uh, so the game that I did this week is one that I actually picked up on hu- my first Humble Bundle I ever I ever bought. Humble Bundle. Yeah. Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle. Which we need to start Humble checking out. Humble Bundle. Yes, we do. Yeah. Humble Bundle. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. Yeah. So uh, that actually came out in Humble Bundle 4, the fourth one that ever happened. And that game is Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. 
Yeah. yeah. One more time. You and Brandon and the weird titles. Super Brothers. Dude, this game is like actually like legit, like one of the founding indie games, man. Okay. Yeah, Come on, man. Andy. I turned into why, Fez there. Why you got to judge people, Andy? <laughs> um, and I'll just go ahead and read uh, what's sure. on Steam here. Uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP is an extraordinary exploratory action adventure with an emphasis on audiovisual style, and that is what I'm going to talk about the most in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the audiovisual style? Well, I, okay. I I did watch you play this. I want you to talk a little bit about the controls, but you know. Well, yeah, I'll talk about the controls. Okay. But what I'm getting at is I probably won't say anything about the story really because it's not the the deciding not the factor. selling point. Yeah. No, um, traverse a mythic little realm. <laughs> Yes, it is pretty little. Uh, use the sword to do battle and evoke sorcery to solve mystical musical mysteries. Ooh, Ooh. alliteration oh, there. Mystical musical uh, mysteries. Cooperate with friends via Twitter. Oh, yeah, there is Twitter capability what? here. Yeah. So you can tweet like different uh, at different points that you're at and stuff. That was new to me. It's pretty sweet. Experience a video game world that is uh, affected by moon phases and helps wandering warrior monk uh, complete her woeful errand. And that is one thing I do want to bring up. It says complete her woeful errand. So strong female lead, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Equality, guys, right? Five stars. Five yeah, stars. Five yeah. star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the main character is a strong female lead. She runs into two or a, a guy whose name is Logfella and his dog whose name is Dogfella. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, and that begins their journey. And uh, basically, the art style itself is all is all pixel art. And then uh, think of the characters as Adventure Time, but like eight bit. Okay. Like, and, huh. and like legitimate, or maybe yeah. sixteen bit. I don't know that stuff. Pixelated. Pixel closer to sixteen. I but. Think. Uh, but their arms are like super skinny, super lanky and stuff. And all you have is a sword and a shield. And the combat system is kind of janky. Honestly, the, I'll just go over the controls. The yeah. controls are pretty bad. Okay. Uh, it's basically you click somewhere and you just start walking there. Oh, okay. And uh, so point and click. Point. Well, kind of. You got to hold down the Kind of day of the tentacle-ish, <laughs> but not nearly as good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but whenever you get into combat, then it just kind of like scales down to you. And then you have like, uh, you. what are you trying to show us, Aaron? Oh, I was just showing you my my adventure Rama. Oh uh, yeah, look at that! So cool. Yeah, yeah. he's adventure time Futurama mashup because her arms are all squiggly like that. For all the radio people, uh, he has so, yeah, so everyone yeah. listening to the show. Everyone listening yeah. to the show. Adventure Rama listening. Just Google adventure Rama. Well, if you have awesome. the uh, the gold member pass for the Naughty Dirk <laughs> chat, you're watching us play on a celestial plane. If you are, you have cele- ascended <laughs> to your planar existence and are watching us if you, uh, via if you life streams. We gold membership you a hologram uh, gold transponder, and you can visit. With yeah, gold I'm, membership uh, available live for uh, your live streaming. <laughs> yeah, don't you remember it's for like sixty two payments of nine hundred ninety nine ninety five fifty nine ninety five. Uh, that, that was yeah. a that was a Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Same thing. So yeah, but the the controls are kind of wonky when the mechanics as far as the, the the fighting style and everything. You click for sword, you click for shield, and everything. It's kind of bad, but uh, you don't play that game for for that. Basically, you play it for the audio visual and you play it for the music. And oh my yeah. goodness, the music is freaking it's amazing! Phenomenal. If you guys have seen uh, Indie Game Movie, which we've referenced a few times, yeah, um, the guy who did the music in Indie Game Movie also did the music for this game for the oh, documentary. Okay. Yeah, for the documentary. Oh, so nice. you know, the music for the documentary is fantastic. Yes, right? it is. Yeah. It's really so, good. It's the same for this. Nice. Uh, when you start the game, you actually see like a spinning record with like a tri- uh, upside down Triforce on it and everything. Yeah. It's, hmm. and it's just beautiful. Um, I have a, a couple quotes here that okay. I would just like to read. That gives me that uh, Adventure Time vibe. <laughs> so uh, the first section, you go into this uh, cave uh, to retrieve the the Megatome, which is a book full of spells. And uh, after book. you after you retrieve the tome, one of the quotes is, "We had bridged the chasm, and we felt super smart." 
(laughs) (laughs) And after you get the tome, it is, we got the tome. We open, or we are the smartest. Yeah. And, yeah. (laughs) We are the smartest. So, uh, let me just uh, keep going through here. I mean, no, to... to to kind of drive home your point, I did watch you play it for a little bit, and while the, the combat was really janky and, and the controls are a bit weird, that is a beautiful game. It is yeah. so pretty looking, and it sounds great. It looks fantastic. And yeah. it just has like so much character to it, because it's kind of like played out like a storybook. Like When you start back up after after you completed that chapter, it like kind of opens like pages and stuff, yeah. and there's a narrator. And uh, so it's basically just playing a story, basically. Yeah, like there isn't okay. the controls, there isn't much like gameplay, I would say, but it's just experiencing the story. Does the story itself is that like? I'm not decent? gonna go into it. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I didn't play that much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. I, I fair thought enough. the story was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it, I would just it's definitely not like it's not know, super, super Elder Scrolls, but yeah, there's no. no you know M Night Shyamalan twist <laughs> that I know of. Yeah. What the twist? Um, he was dead the whole time. <laughs> But uh, uh, the the first little temple spoiler. thing that you go through really like kind of got me uh, a little bit stressed because you're being chased by this this ghost skeleton thing because you take yeah. it home. Okay. And so you're, it's it reminds me of do you guys remember in Twilight Princess the second to last dungeon with uh, the hand yes. that like chases you like, oh, like yeah. yeah yeah it's all slow and stuff and it just yeah. follows you and Ugh. you got to complete all these like weird puzzles and stuff. Yeah. The puzzles in this game being the uh, navigating the controls. Yeah. I, I, I just want to say that the hands in every Zelda game are terrifying. It yep. doesn't yeah. matter which game it is. I hate the hands. Having that shadow just, just kind of hover over you. Well, yep. and you Ooh. never know where they're coming from because there's, there's wall masters, there's floor masters, there's, yep. right, there's stair masters. masters too. Uh, the stair uh, yeah. masters. Yeah, stair masters. <laughs> stair that's masters. at my gym. Um, now, have, uh, you, have you guys seen um, a game that's been popping up a bunch lately, The Deer God? Dear no, God. I, I think, think no. So. I think I have. Actually, okay, the art familiar. style is very similar. Okay, so if hmm. you've seen that, yeah, but it's it, like a mesh of of pixelated in three D. It's but really it, cool though, because like the yeah. background in this game is like it, I don't know, superimposed, but like the lightning is just like it's beams of just like white, but then also has like a little bit of red and blue in it too, to yeah. kind of give it that like it's almost like a three D feel. Okay, but it's mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, and then I just who it was developed by was developed by Capybara Games. Andy, if you have anything Andy. to say with that, nope, no, nope. Not. It's, it's your job. It's shows. your job to rip on it. You're oh, the, it's my job. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's a fantastic name. You Capybara. failed. You failed. Capybara. You didn't rip on it. Yeah, that's a. That's a bird. Isn't no, it? no, no. It's the no. giant. That's bird. not a bird. It's, it's a, a bird. giant rodent. It's a giant rodent. It's bird. the biggest rodent that ever lived. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. If by wow, bird Andy. you mean a an enormous guinea pig, then yes, you're right. It's a giant bird without wings and feathers and has fur. And, and like not a bird. Five birth and nurses its young. It does not have hollow bones. Yep. <laughs> um, it was uh, yeah developed by Copy Bar Games. It's eight bucks on Steam, which I mean, if I wouldn't spend eight bucks on it, if you are really, if you, okay, let me put it this way. If you're a developer and you're trying to get like a sense of like what kind of styles you should check out and everything, I think the art style in this game is freaking sweet. Yeah. yeah it's, it's all it's pixel really art. Sweetie. And uh, the music, oh my goodness, the music inspired me so much. I'm going to, you know, after you guys leave, I'm just going to like sit with my laptop and try to produce that. Really? Nice. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack awesome. is fantastic. I yeah. have a question for you about the controls. Okay. Um, you keep talking about the controls. What did you play this on? Uh, on PC. So it released okay. initially on iOS in 2011 yes. in March. Uh, okay. And so I could see iOS being a lot easier as far as the controls go. Um, but... With PC, as with a lot of games that we've played, uh, not a lot, but some of the games that we've played, uh, it definitely 
feels like it was not the the, the desired platform from the developers. Yeah. yeah. I think it did it originally come out on iPad. Yeah, it came out on iPad. I remember when it came out really wanting to play it and I didn't have an iPad and I was like, dang. Yeah. Um yeah, I played it on iOS and I I thought the controls were fine. So Okay. This was this was years ago, so I'm poor memory, but Good yeah, you're, you're totally right. Yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna pick up a game that looks beautiful in the soundtrack, honestly, just buy the soundtrack, guys. Like, it's so great. <laughs> it's worth it. Yes. Yeah. So um, or if it's on another humble bundle, because I I got it on humble bundle, and I think the lowest that you can do on humble bundle is a dollar. But I think so. It all you it, with humble bundle, it goes to charity too. Yeah, why don't you explain what yeah. Humble Bundle is for those who don't really know? Well, it's really hard to say five for, times. No, I, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> humble Bumble. Sure, sure. Bumble Bumble Max, a so, whole new kind of gun. Humble Bundle, uh, they have <laughs> weekly bundles and then they generally have theme bundles. But with Humble Bundle, it, you get a, uh, a package of different games that all kind of like fit the same kind of theme or a, a genre or something like that. And each time that ha- they release a humble bundle a portion of that can go to charity and it's a different charity generally every time and then a portion of that you can choose to go to developers and then a portion goes to humble bundle of course um so you can decide those portions you can decide if you want to give all of it to developers who made those games that's great we can give it to all the charity that's great too but uh, that's just a really cool way for kind of people to like give back but also to receive a lot too and the cool thing is they give you steam keys oh do they yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. and they also give you the uh, like Android. If you buy it, if it's like an Android package, they give you the Android keys or the iOS keys, things like that. Oh, they that's also do, super cool. They also do eBooks. Oh, too. sweet. So, so for people like me that for work a, at a desk, those people that like those readings, yes, eBooks or audiobooks? Uh both. Oh. Both. Oh, cool. Or maybe not audio. I don't know. Don't lie to people. Right. I don't. I don't really think <laughs> they give you the world. I don't really oh, think man. eBooks is necessary. I ain't done learn nothing from no books and. By gosh, they ain't never am gonna will. Yeah, I, pr- I prefer Obooks. Touche. You're the edumacated type, aren't you? I like Lydia? those Z-books. Fruits don't talk. <laughs> Fruits just sits. So, AJ, one more <laughs> one more time, the, the game name itself. What? Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. It's so, yeah. all right, cool. Uh, what if Lin- it's Swords and Sorcery? Yep, 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 yep. Speaking of, yep. Linda, what game do you have for us? Uh, you know, I chose a game that is a little known. Nobody's going to know it except for me because I made it just for this podcast and no one else <laughs> will ever play it. So it's the most hipstery I can get on a game. Actually, no. Pong. The game I decided to, uh, it's it's called Repong and it's just Pong oh. backwards. So okay. it's just Pong. <laughs> but yeah, no, I the game I did today is called Terraria. <laughs> Terraria is basically um, its uh, description from the Steam store, which I was also actually kidding. It's from the website. Because I grabbed it straight from the source, you scrubs. Okay. But before you go on, can I make a confession? No. I have never touched Terraria. Me either. Ever. Never played it. Really? Not once. I've never played it either. It's, they've updated it a lot. The they've done. Well, we'll get into that now. Sure. But, um, dig, fight, build. The very world is at your fingertips <laughs> as you fight for survival, fortune, and glory. Delve deep into cavernous expanses. Seek out ever greater foes to test your mettle in combat or construct your own city. In the world of Terraria, the choice is yours. I'm pretty sure he just made his game sound way cooler than the rest of yeah. us. Just yeah. Blending <laughs> elements of classic action <laughs> games with the freedom of sandbox-style creativity. Terraria is a unique... Unique gaming experience where both the journey and the destination are as unique as the players themselves. You know, most I saw of that him, meant nothing. I saw him writing that down. Andrew Linder, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's from their website once again. Uh, but uh, no, Terraria is—it's uh, a 2D sandbox game. Okay. So uh, a lot of people compare it to Minecraft. 
And mm-hmm. they're also the people who, when it's compared to Minecraft, get upset that people are comparing it to Minecraft because it's not Minecraft. Yeah. I want to make sure you know that. Are you one of those people? I do not care. I, okay. I like both <laughs> games. Okay. Um, but it was made in May of 2011. Um, they started in beta. Um, and things got progressively better than there up until the glory that is Terraria 2015 and patch 1.3, I think they're on now. Sure. But um, <laughs> they do a lot of content uh, releases. They stopped doing them for PC and was only doing them for Xbox Live. Really? And that upset a lot of people, understandably, because no one gets to gripe and moan quite like the PC gaming master race does. Yep. Oh, master yeah. race. So uh, after all the griping and moaning, the people from Real Logic said, oh, we made a mistake. Let's go ahead and get that ported over to uh, PC and have the Steam players on the same playing field as uh, everybody else is, so to speak. Yeah, so to speak. Um, there are a lot of bots, which in some ways is differentiates Minecraft from Terraria, but I know there's still bosses in Minecraft that just don't feel like bosses. Yeah. In Terraria, you're they take up the entirety of the screen, so you wow. can't really miss them. Now to throw another to throw a third monkey into the wrench, um, what about how does Starbound compare to this? Because I've seen you play Starbound with Devin on your yes. YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, um, Starbound is it's it's in early uh, early access still. It's in beta or whatever. Um, it's good. It's just um, there there are a few bugs that get pretty. It, Buggy. The, my biggest gripe is the it feels empty. There are a lot of quests. There's a lot of oh, things really? to get you into the into the world of Starbound, but. Unlike Terraria, where there's new things and dungeons to explore and stuff like that, there's a few cool rooms with things that kind of spark your imagination in Starbound, but there's not a lot to really dig into like there is in mm. Terraria. Um, and I think where that changes for Terraria is flavor items. You don't only get armor and crafting and stuff that would be in a game like Minecraft or in Terraria. You also get items like the wub wub boots, me and Devin like to call them, where they, they make a little, they make a little wub noise and then you float into the air. You can hold space oh, and cool. like your character floats to where your mouse is. It's kind of tight. Huh. Hmm. Um, there are the double jump balloons. You have things that prevent falling damage, things that do stat increases. Um, and up until recently, they never showed on your character, but now they made it uh, like the flavor items, those little cool items like that appear actually on your character, which is kind of no, cool. It's a good thing. Most A lot of people like to see that. I know oh, that's totally. one of my uh, gripes with the Final Fantasy games is you never see any armor yep. or anything. So No, I completely agree. Yeah. You want to see your progression. That's yeah, why. exactly. What you those flavor items, into. are those in Terraria or in Starbound? Um, they're in both. Um, both, okay. Starbound is more like how to upgrade your ship and better versions of what items that are always there. Terraria is... Oh, you got a diamond pickaxe? Just kidding. By the way, we have diamond drills. So (laughs) there's just a lot of cool things in Terraria that streamline the process of crafting that much better than a game like Starbound. Um, Which um, I'm trying to think of some. Um, You you start with pickaxes and hatchets and stuff like that. By the end of the game, you're wearing armor that lets you grow demon wings and fly around and you have wow. like laser blasters and <laughs> you can throw knives Amazing. that sap health from enemies like it's oh. so it it sounds to me like if you compare this game to minecraft minecraft is more uh, aimed toward the actually creating things and uh building different therein structures. lies the difference yeah and this is more about the adventure this is a portion. linear adventure with explore exploration in mind minecraft is an exploratory game but it's mainly it's inward focused. It's yeah. what you can create, not what you can find. That sounds like a super Minecraft RPG. This Don't guy. call it that on YouTube. You'll get, you'll get crucified. <laughs> you. uh, super Minecraft RPG 64. 
But um, one of the other cool things about this game, like I was saying to the bosses, um, one of which is Skeletron. You go to this temple. It's on one of the sides <laughs> oh, of the map. It's Skeletor. And, and it's Meg- literally and a Megatron. giant skull with arms that attacks you. <laughs> and it's terrifying the first time you fight that. The second big boss is called the Wall of Flesh. Literally just a wall of flesh that comes at you, and you have to hit it until it dies, oh or it gosh. automatically kills you. That's yep. Did you terrifying. guys ever make the link that the the, the Skeletron guy that that it was his flesh at one point? <gasps> like, what did that skull come from? What kind of monster like had that skull? Well, at you one talked point? to a little guy who's got a curse. Yeah. And he's he's like, don't talk to me. I have a curse. And then you talk to him and piss him off. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I have the curse. Now you're gonna die because I'm Skeletron. So. <laughs> uh, oh, he's Skeletron. Huh. Yeah. Well, that just took sorry, all the air AJ. out of your tires. Sorry, didn't it, I thought I was onto something. <laughs> But yeah, um, the one of my favorite bosses, and it's not even really a boss so much as an event, and they have these in Terraria as well. Um, when there, a blood moon happens, all the zombies in the game at mm-hmm. nighttime get stronger. Um, you start getting different variations of the corrupted things, like these little floating eyeballs and weird teethy creatures that are really gross, and I hate them and look like something from Hellraiser. Okay. They look um, like giant flying airwigs. Yep. Uh, why do you now? Really? Um, <laughs> that was the, sorry, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> no, but uh, those eyeballs come from a place in the game called Corruption. Um, when the map is generated, there's a giant X that's drawn through it with uh, Corruption. So it's like um, it goes from being normal tiles with dirt uh, different ores, etc., uh, etc., sure, et sure. to this kind of barren plague land of spikes that hurt you and deep pits that you fall into the earth and have little balls that you break and summon bosses at the end. And and it is one of those huh. things where the map's randomly generated every time, right? Yeah. It, okay. Every new server you start is a brand new map, and they have okay. different sizes. But y- honestly, like you're best off going with large. It's more plunder. Like, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Um, now, does every map have the same bosses? Just in different areas? Up until recently, no. Um, I mean, up until recently, yes, rather. Um, They added a new kind of corruption called the Crimson. Um, It has different enemies and different ways to summon the bosses. Um, Normally, in the old game with corruption, you would have to break these orbs at the bottom that would glow. And when you'd break them, a few good items would pop out of them, and then you'd get an eerie message like, Someone is watching you take a shower. What? Not that, but I mean like <laughs> that would be something, something equally as creepy. Skeletron. You do that three times, the and then a giant worm shows up. Ugh. And then huh. every time you chop the worm up and kill one of his sections, it forms a new worm. So eventually, you just have hundreds of worms f- like flowing around you, trying to kill them. Huh. How are you supposed to do it then? Very carefully. Oh. <laughs> okay, nice. That's where the crafting element comes in, though, because right. you get better armor, get better weapons, and eventually you're prepared. You get health uh, pots. Now, when we played the game Magisite, the the game just looks sure. similar. How would you compare the two? Magisite is basically the Battlefront version of... <laughs> and by that, I mean you die all the time, and you have okay. to be okay with it. Uh, like, okay. Um, <laughs> It's more linear. Like you're progressing towards the next stage. You aren't like building a base and digging and crafting. Not as much of a sandbox. There's some crafting, but this is like you can craft what kind of oak or wood door you want. Like, okay. it's very customizable, but still very open ended to the point where it doesn't overwhelm you with how many options there are, which is nice because I usually get overwhelmed really quick. Yeah. Hmm. Um, like I said, some people have issue with um, like uh, drawing comparisons to minecraft and well that's probably the easiest one to compare that's what i mean though it's it's just it's the easiest thing to say like oh you know it's it's kind of like 2d it's like mario mix of minecraft it's like well minecraft is that's a you can't say that that's (laughs) my favorite let's player did a game in my called minecraft yeah don't 
And don't it's just like, it. come on. Just enjoy I, it. You can like you can like Deep House and you can like metal. It's okay. Yeah, yep. It's all I, right. I would honestly I, I know I'm probably gonna get crucified, but I would compare the two because they came out roughly around the same oh, time. Totally. They're they're aimed toward different things. Like Minecraft obviously is more exploration building and this is more exploration adventure. So it but they're very they're similar in ways because they're both open world sandbox games. So yeah, and one of the things that I like about both games is they have um, different friendly environments as well. Like I mentioned, the corruption in the crimson in Minecraft, they have the place with the fire and the bad things. You have to build nether. a portal. There you go. Yeah. Um, the Nether. <laughs> but uh, in Terraria, they have the similar deals. They have um, the snow biome. There's like a ocean biome when you get to the edge of a map there can be ships in them and stuff like that yeah. so awesome nice. cool. yeah now so, how much is terraria yeah ten dollars really it's not bad. Uh, is it ten dollars right probably I, not but I, it's ten dollars i thought it was 15 last time i looked but they must nope. have lowered the price ten dollars awesome. nice and you would nice. recommend people pick it up for 10 bucks i've probably sunk about 150 hours in wow. this game thus far so no wow. so no it's not worth <laughs> your time so run away okay, <laughs> okay. Awesome, Terraria. Well, uh, I guess I'll I'm, I'll round it up. Um, I played a game this week called Fractured Space. It uh, it was a game we were originally going to do for the show because it was free, and then that was only it was like one of those deals where you play it for a weekend, and after that you got to pay the the full price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before they went free, they had about five hundred people playing the entire game. Now that number multiplied now it's like fifty thousand people playing it so that that one free weekend if if you're looking for your game to go and get more people have it free for a weekend and then more people will want to play it hopefully but it's a uh, team-based space combat game developed and published by edge space games and it was released on november 20th of last year so relatively new basically uh think of league of legends meets eve online so it's a MOBA in space flying around giant frigate battle cruisers, essentially. Huh, huh. So it's it's a really interesting like there's your three classes. You got your uh, attack ships, which are your damage, your assassins, your heavies, which are your tanks, and the support, which is you know your support. That's pretty. Support. That's pretty standard. Um, there are 14 different ships you choose from, combined ships and pilots, kind of like air mech, how different pilots attach to different ships differently. And those make them completely play, uh, com- well, I guess, different from how they would normally go about. It's it's really weird. They've, they've got your home base, the enemy's home base, and then two lanes. And you basically have to capture different lanes while fighting different frigates. I mean, it's it's really interesting, and the, the game is beautiful. It's It's got your WASD control scheme, and then you're using, I think it's shift or control in spacebar to, to go up and, and down in the actual horizon. It The controls a little bit reminded me of, um, what was the game, the airship game that we did that big intro for? I can't remember it. The airship, uh, Guns, of Guns of Icarus. Guns of Icarus. Okay. It's very difficult to control. Um, so that might that's a little bit of a, a downer for me. But other than that, the game's really fun. Um, it's in early access right now, so it's still in development. The, the developers have a bunch of updates that are going weekly. They have a really active Twitter. So this game is just getting off getting the ground, going. but it, it has been greenlit by Steam, and it seems like it's very successful. Nice. When it came out, I wanted I wanted us to play it because I think it'd be a lot of fun. But after a while, it kind of turns into another MOBA. It's just 
like I, I wonder how I wanted to ask you guys a question. How how much are MOBAs becoming more of a like people expanding in the idea, but essentially you've got your base, they've got theirs, and then you've got lanes and experience and abilities. Like how how saturated is that becoming? And is it just another type of boring game that people are now putting out? It is becoming quite a um like flavor of the month game okay like you a bunch of developers are being like league of legends is the biggest game in the world right now let's make a moba i mean that's that's what they're doing let's and and that happened with uh orcs must die right yeah i don't think it's simply that and i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you talk aaron but (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna let you finish i can't finish because i haven't started yeah well a lot of these uh a lot of these developers that are making that are coming out with new mobas are trying to pick out what league of legends is lacking Mm. and that's why they're coming out the mobas okay go ahead aaron they're they're lacking giant space starships (laughs) yes Uh, well one of those things they're lacking is being able to play on the go there's even a a, an attempted full-scale moba on on mobile really um, called vainglory now i've not gotten to the tutorial because it takes forever to get through the tutorial, um, but it seems like a simplified version, three v three, you know, League of Legends sort of thing. But you've got a really good point, Andy. I would love to see them take the MOBA route and go instead of destroy their nexus, like capture the flag. Yeah, get different yeah, right. types right. of game modes. Yeah, and it's, I think and that the closest to do that was Blizzard with uh, Heart of the Storm. Like they they did heroes in of the storm. Hero, why do they keep doing heart that? Of the heart, heart of the swarm. Heroes <laughs> just of the, yeah. it's not heroes of the swarm. It's not a They're the one that have four different man. types. Five okay, heroes of, of the storm. Yeah, they um they did add some new game modes, but essentially it was still just a MOBA with extra it features. Wasn't, it wasn't necessarily new game modes. It was just maps. Yeah, well, they did have the different you know this map. Yeah, I guess different maps. Capture the flag. It's not like yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Aaron, you good? I no, that's, I just I just wanted to You've put the idea piece. of a you know a MOBA with capture the flag. I think would be brilliant. Would be, no destroying bases, just capture the flag. It right? would yeah. be interesting to see what they would you know what what they would do. I mean this this is kind of actually like that. It's more like King of the Hill where you've got uh, in the lanes at, at each end of the lane. You don't blow it up. You just hold control of it. And okay, you have to okay. hold control of both lanes to even attack their main base. So oh, that's cool. It's different, but it's the same. It's lanes, it's players, you get a respawn timer, you get abilities. You can the only way to get to different lanes is to like warp jump. So you when you're doing that, you're completely vulnerable. And if you're getting attacked, that just shuts down all your shields and all your defenses, and you die instantly. So that happens so quite a bit. As as a jungle main myself. There's no jungle. There's no there's well, no then, minions. You're in space. There's no there's <laughs> no jungle, there's no minions, there's no creeps. Huh. It's just you, five people versus five people. That's all you got. I would love to see if you're gonna have someone else yet again jump into this franchise. I would love <laughs> to see AVP. MOBA, capture the flag, all jungle. Ooh. Yeah, right? I don't, I mean, I'm trying to think how that would work. Alien versus Predator? I mean, you'd, yeah, Why yeah, exactly. Not? You'd kind of still have maybe a little bit of lanes and a little bit of bases and stuff, but mostly like Headhunter style. That would be like super Like all cool. assassins. That'd they be pretty figure cool. out how to do it, but if they could do it, that'd be awesome. There was, there was this really funny review that I saw on Steam, and the guy, the review was as follows. I logged in, picked up a ship. I go into space to kill the other ship. Trying to cap a station, but I get surprised butt sex by the assassin. The captain of the other ship said, Who put you in control of a capital ship? Weep the deaths of thousands of crew members. Respawn and go straight to find that assassin again. And then I get wasted for another thousand crew lives. 
10 out of 10 would sacrifice thousands of lives again. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> huh. So, I mean, the game, the game is a lot of fun. It's not perfect, and it's still in early access, and there's plenty of bugs. I completely froze up, and then I z- or warped out of the map. It just blew up. Oh, so you're saying you couldn't move, oh. and then you died. I couldn't oh. move, and then I died. You know, speed pods probably would have fixed speed that. Speed pods <laughs> always <laughs> fix everything. Brandon, no, inside I, joke. I wanted to bring up, um, this reminds me of a little bit of the WoW type thing. Everyone is trying to make another MOBA to be the next yeah. League of Legends. Yeah. It's kind of like with WoW. Everyone's trying to make an MMO to be the next MMO, mm-hmm. the next WoW. It, it reminds me of that. Like, they're fun, but till what or at what point are you just going to be like, well, let's just go back to the original? Mm-hmm. We're really short on time, but I'm going to argue that point. And I don't think people are coming out with MOBAs to be the next League of Legends. I think they're trying to do something completely different. They're not trying to take over League of Legends market necessarily because that's just a juggernaut. There, you, you would have to... You, there, you would have to perform a miracle to take over what League of Legends has. <laughs> That's true. So I don't think that uh, new companies are trying to take over what League of Legends has. I just think that they're trying to do something different and like catch their own niche market. Oh. By making the same game as League of Legends. But they don't Basically. They don't think that they're doing that. And if you, unless you've played every single MOBA, like you can't really just say it's all just League of Legends. I suppose. Because like, I, I guess it is not League of Legends, and Heroes of the Storm is not League of Legends. It's just it's 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 just a MOBA. That's it's all. It's born from the same. It's like ethnicities. They all started somewhere, and then they all kind of went off bring the race card in way <laughs> different directions. Well, we're done with that. I was I was gonna say it'd be like calling all first person shooters Call of Duty, and that is just so incorrect. It is yeah. because they they have different things that make right. them right. Not just Call I, of Duty. I guess clubs. the yeah. I guess the thing for me is um, this market has seemed to become way more oversaturated, it's very saturated, yeah. because yeah. of League of Legends. I I don't think that like back when people were just playing Dota on mm-hmm. with Warcraft three, there wasn't. I mean, that was it. How many other games popped out? I mean, a couple of like Dota two obviously came out. League of Legends obviously came out. But before League of Legends exploded. There really wasn't that many well, there is MOBAs Heroes out there. Heroes of New Earth, too. Heroes of New Earth, yeah. I think they're yeah. gone. And then, what was the other one? I can't remember the other name of it. We I, don't, I, we don't now there's yeah. tons. All, all I'm arguing is that Club a game Penguin. that's popular makes other people try to become popular by kind of making the same type by, of game. By emulating sure. it. Which, I mean, sure. makes sense. You do something that's popular to make money. <laughs> I guess I just had like a, I had like a little itch with the blanket statement there. Sure. Okay, sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm you, are, so offended. Are you nice and comfy now, AJ? I'm, you Is know it what? a I'll, statement that made you itch? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, deal, I'll deal with this internally. <laughs> I'm going to allow this. <laughs> now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow turn, it. I'm going to turn things a little solemn right now. Ooh, okay. um, we had a death in the gaming world. We did. Yeah. We did. Um, uh, we had the, what was it, the president? Yeah, president, oh, president of Nintendo. Of Nintendo. President the president of Nintendo, Nintendo. Satoru Iwata. He uh, he passed away. What was the the quote that you said, Aaron, before show? Was really, really good nice. quote. I yeah. s- I've seen passed around this week. Um, that kind of puts you in the mindset of yeah. of this guy. Um, it says, "On my business card, I am a corporate president. In my mind, I am a game developer. But in my heart, I am a gamer." Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And I think that really kind of exemplifies what Nintendo is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So for those of you who don't, who don't know exactly how this guy's influenced the gaming industry think of literally any of the most popular video game franchises that have ever existed yep, yep. mario zelda um kirby. he invented kirby like star fox yeah i mean it's it his metroid record for video games surpasses pretty much anyone i can think of yep yep and 
we are at a loss as a whole for him being gone. Yep. yep. And I mean, we, we do it as a joke sometimes, but a moment of silence. All right. Very cool. Wait, was that not long enough? No, that was, no. That was, no. That was a that legitimate was moment. moment. A moment that of was... silence. We're gonna miss you, my friend. And uh, but like you said, his in, like you said, his influence is pretty much when when you say the word Mario, it's a household name now. They actually prove that more people around the world know Mario's theme song than Mickey Mouse. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. in your face, Walt. Bam! Disney. Suck it, Mouse. <laughs> in your face, Disney. Um, oh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, for extra space, I'd pick it up. It's like ten bucks. Uh, it's it's fun. It's I don't really know how too much more I'm gonna play, but it was a good time. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Okay, good. So yeah, I think that's it. we got one, two, three, four, five got games. Us all five games. Awesome. I Bam. think we're, we're running yeah. pretty short on time, right? We're running a little short on time, but this is uh, kind of the the prime time, the, the huge hype of the episode <laughs> that we've been that we've been leading up to this entire time. And uh, this weekend, uh, this past weekend, Andy and I got to interview uh, Jean and Nicola, mm-hmm. who are developers working on the game Vine Venture. Super cool guys. Yeah, so we got to interview them, we recorded it and everything, so uh, we're going to play that now. Greetings and welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Nordy Dirk Podcast, the show that's dedicated itself to bringing you all of the indie game goodness you crave. My name is Andrew Campbell. I also have with me on my left, AJ Vogel. AJ, what's going on, dude? Uh, not a lot, man. We have a very exciting uh, yes, interview thing here today. I'm super excited for this. We actually have a couple <laughs> of uh, developers uh, with us on the line. We're going to be doing a little uh, interview about their game. AJ, why don't you go ahead and bring them in? Uh, you now, you guys are from London, correct? Uh, yeah, we live in London right now. All right, so we live in London. Uh, I'm not from London. I'm from Greece. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and yeah, I'm from yeah, Latvia. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the voices that you're hearing are uh, Z- Jean. Am I saying that or Jean? <laughs> I tried so, it before. So yeah, my name is Jean. Like I'm from Latvia. I'm uh, right now a programmer. Yeah. Uh, and cool. I work with uh, Nicola, who is. Yeah, that's me. How you and doing? I'm from Greece, <laughs> and I'm, I'm an artist, a game designer. Very cool. Ah, okay, so you're the artist then, and you guys are working on the game Vine Venture. And uh, yeah, that's right. I yep. found I've, I found some uh, some really cool gifts that were retweeted on Twitter, and uh, I, I retweeted them because I, I just think the game looks beautiful. It does. And so that definitely got my attention. And then you guys uh, agreed to do an interview with us, which is amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, so oh, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. We're super excited, yeah. super excited to just talk to you guys a little bit about the game and, and the creative process. So um, unless, I mean, unless you guys wanted to get anything else, like we, we got a few questions for you. Let's dive right in. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, okay. You guys ready? <laughs> ready. All right. Good. First question. How did you come up with the name Vine Venture? So our original name for the game was uh, Cresco. Okay. Which, uh, okay. In Greek, I believe means to grow, or it also means a tree. Am I right, Nicola? In Latin, but yeah. In Latin, <laughs> okay. in Latin. and uh, um, so that was the idea. But the name was a bit like kind of long-worded, like not many people could pronounce it or likes it. Cresco, sure. it doesn't uh-huh. really sound like much. So uh, as the game progressed, it kind of became a game about vine. So uh, I-, I came up with the name Vine Venture. Because what I usually do is um, I come up with names with like alliteration. So, for example, I had a game called Jelly Journey, and this one is Vine Venture. <laughs> That's super cool. I like the name Jelly Journey. Jelly Journey. 
Jelly Journey, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought that was incredibly creative, uh, seeing the artwork and everything in, in the game itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, like, the game is, you're growing a vine, correct? Is is And it's like a, it's an adventure puzzle game, I, I want to assume. Yeah, why, why don't you guys go into a little bit about actually what the game is and, and how you play it? Because that's what I'm most interested about. Uh, actually, adventure puzzle game describes it perfectly. Yeah. Some exploration in it as well. You're basically a vine attached to one one rock or anything <laughs> on the ground, and you must grow to the other end. And that's that's basically it. But you must avoid obstacles, explore stuff, like maybe unlock some secrets. We don't want to give too much away, but sure. that's oh, the basic idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Sure, sure. So what what was the inspiration that brought that idea about? Uh, what are some of the games that... Are there games that you guys played as kids that inspired this game? Well, uh, this game started... Um, I, I always wanted to make a building game. Like, you construct something. Yeah. Like, you construct some buildings or cities or anything. Because I like Sims a lot. I like Ah, okay. okay. Like, Sims City and games like that. Yeah. And you create something out of nothing. So the basic idea was for Vive Venture was that, to start building something. Right. Then the game changed and it became uh, as we know it now. It's not just a building game now, it's it's an adventure. Yeah, yeah. it makes yeah. it kind of more personal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So like, I feel both of us uh, like really like playing like exploration or adventure games. Like, I can throw in some titles if you like. Absolutely, oh, sure, please yeah. do. Yeah, so I kind of so the, so these are my games. Like I like them for exploration. Like there is no particular genre they like, but just the exploration factor. So so for example, uh, June 2000, Okami, Minecraft, Terraria, Spelunky. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Some is the Need for Speed series, like Underground One and Two. Oh uh, man! <laughs> yes. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can see right there. It's like yeah. all the customization because it was amazing, and then you go and explore the city and things yeah. like that. And all of these games, they have something to explore in kind of different formats, and that that's what I really really enjoy about games. And Nicola, uh, how about you, Nicola? Well, yeah, uh, it's like uh, I like games that uh, give me time to react like I take it slow and I create nothing so yeah, uh, yeah. Jean, Jean likes exploration a lot I like to build I don't know how to create stuff mm -hmm. and this game describes both yeah. both of us yeah so, so Vine Venture is a game where there is something about Nicole and something about me and it all comes together in like one oh, product <laughs> that's really cool yeah. taking taking both of the passions that you guys like and grew up with the type of games and Smacking those two together and creating Vine Venture—that's really cool. I'm super excited about. It. I know for for me, I like the big, uh, sweeping, you know, storylines stuff like that. So, be, being able to to take your passion and make an own game with another person's passion—that's really cool. Yeah, I'm very all much. Yeah. I'm very about uh, like the the kind of the simple games, but there's so much more deeper on a deeper level yeah. with the developers, and you can kind of sense that in, in this game. Um, so can you walk us through a little bit of the initial development, the creative process? Uh, Nicola, you said you do some of the art. Man, that caught my eye for sure. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, the game was originally supposed to be like a fairy tale. And I wanted to capture like, like you have old fable books where everything was on ink and it was very detailed. And I tried to duplicate that, but then I had to add colors because yeah, black yeah. and white gaming is not exactly <laughs> the most popular thing. So it's, it's very rare when that stuff actually works. Yeah, 
Yeah, that, that's the inspiration for the art. It's old fable tales, like yeah, yeah. illustrated books. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. try to capture that kind of um, magical kind of experience, like when you read a, a, a fable. Yeah. And with interest later into a game. So that's why the game is kind of like exploration, but it's also um, sort of a story. Even though I don't think our game will have story itself, but it, sure, will, be, sure. it will have that kind of magical uh, feel to it. Like, yeah, I, uh, I'm very much whenever I play an indie game, that's the first thing I notice is, uh, well, first of all, the audio and then second of all, like the, the art and the graphics put behind it. And there was one picture that I saw either on your Twitter or, uh, or a website uh, where it was like just the forest and there was like mushrooms and there was like the, yeah. the sun glowing yeah. through the trees oh, and yeah. everything. And that just yeah. got me, man. So, so yeah, we're yeah. really working to uh, create, make this game really like atmospheric to cap capture different kind of feelings. And as you play along, the, like... Everything feels different. Kind of like, I feel both Nicole and me, we got inspired by Game Trine, if you heard. Yeah. Yeah, Game uh, so Trine. Because Trine has got that, as you play, it's, it's never quite the same. It's always something different and beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you say, Nicole? It's, it's, it gives you this magical, like, that, the sense that you are in a magical world. It's like, everything is like a dream. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we are we were aiming for. I, I I mean, looking at some of the art and looking at the story, you guys, if that's what you were aiming for, you definitely pulled it off. It's a beautiful game, and I am super excited to 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 play it. I, I'm excited to yeah to see where it where it goes and everything. Absolutely. Um. So as I, we talked a little bit before we started recording, but uh, you guys already know that I know virtually nothing about indie game <laughs> development. <laughs> That's um, fine, man. I've been, that's absolutely fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been told uh, that uh, indie game developers generally need like a, a game design document consisting of elements, uh, or story elements, art, design, assets, budget, and everything. Um, how is, if you guys have one, how has that changed throughout the development so far of Venture? Okay. Uh, uh, I have a picture of the original storyboard because we use storyboards to describe the gameplay mechanics. And we, we, I have a picture of the original storyboard. I can send it to you later. Uh, and I have. A, a, and when you see the trailer for the game, or when you play the game, you will see it's entirely different. In the, the, the game design document was initially uh, that you are a tree, and you must grow as high as possible. And, and that was it. There was no exploration. There was no vine. There was nothing. We we encountered we encountered programming problems and some other stuff and we had to change it to another plant, a vine, where you grow from one place to the other to make it more interesting and more fun. And I see. everything changed since, yeah. since the initial development. <laughs> the, idea, right. the idea was so different. And Yeah, yeah. just to come back, I, I feel like whenever you make a, a game design document, because uh, that's what we've been doing for like every, day, every game pretty much, uh, I feel like 60% of gameplay changes entirely, like, and you should you should let it go because uh, it changes for the reasons um, when you start uh, testing your game. So, like, showing it to people, uh, you usually get feedback, and according to feedback, you change the game because you can't make a game just for yourself, just what seems cool for you. You have to make something that everyone, like, your audience will enjoy. So that's why uh, the game usually changes a lot because you have some sort of idea of what you want to do. But it's usually quite different to what 
people want to do in a game. And it's very important that we are game designers and we make games for people, not for ourselves. Oh man, this blew my mind that's, right there. That's, <laughs> that, that is a really interesting perspective because when you think about developers, you're thinking that they're just, they're just trying to, well, big, huge developers, you know, your EAs of the world, your Bioshocks, you're, you're thinking of Bio, these companies Bioshocks. that are, well, not Bioshocks, the, <laughs> help me, Turbine. Or, Bioware? Bioware, that's the one. I'm glad that you corrected me. You're, you're, you're thinking of these big, you know, soulless companies that just want to make money versus people like you guys who are building a game because you love games and you want to build something that both of you love. But then you also get that challenge of you got to make some money. You got to please your audience. You got to make it for right. them too. That's a really interesting perspective. I cool. mean, it's cool to make a, a game, you know, from your soul. But if nobody else is going to play it, then, you know, there's <laughs> exactly. like, there's a point there, you know. Yeah. Um, so what has been some of your proudest moments in development? And uh, I can imagine as far as like coding and everything, I'm sure yeah. there's some pretty proud moments in there. <laughs> So this game was actually our end of year project. So, for our, so this game was a university project, and uh, we had end of year show. And at, in the, <laughs> at the end of year show, we had a, um, like really awesome response. Like a lot of people praised our game. Like for example, some people from both uh, Lionhead, Sony, like after the developers, they all loved our game. So like I feel that gave us like a sense of accomplishment. Another thing we've been uh, on that show, we've been approached by by a few publishers who said they can publish our game, and I feel wow. that's when we really kind of got sense of um, how much our like uh, game worth, kind of uh, how much our effort worth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Uh, so th th that's how I feel. How about Nic you, Nicola? Yeah, it's uh, the end of your show. Is is definitely my proudest moment because uh, we we saw it to the world everyone played the game that was there and they loved it we didn't have negative feedback people or like regular people loved it developers loved it they, they played it a lot and also that, the publishers that is yeah. super cool to get to get to get a deal out of out of the university right away the first day it was amazing and yeah I, I, that was my proudest moment yeah. So far, yeah. Until yeah. release. So, so far, that you're still working <laughs> yeah. through the process. That's really cool, yeah. right, guys. Also, things like uh, being on this podcast actually means a lot to me. <laughs> oh, because, shucks. <laughs> no, because because guys, it's a uh, like I see the support and like I really appreciate it. It's really nice. It's like I feel like so happy to be on this podcast. It's amazing. Yeah, it's we, so true. Thank you, guys. We are ecstatic to have yeah. you here. We're we're just glad to be talking to actual developers. Like you know, this <laughs> this is a first for us, but hopefully it's not a last. And we're really happy that you guys are on here. Um, g going by the same vein, you know, I'm I'm positive that the whole trip from thinking, hey, we want to start a game, to where you guys are at now, it probably hasn't all been smooth sailing. So with that in mind, like, what are the what are the biggest obstacles that you guys have had to to overcome in order to get to where you're at now? Right. Well, um, yeah, th that's a big question. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. poke at, at any wounds or anything, but if like if there was one thing that you you're you had to work the hardest at, or something that was the most challenging to get past, what do you think that would be? Uh, for me, it was uh, to stop seeing games as a gamer and seeing the huh. see, seeing the games as experiences for other players. So, it, building a game is not... Playing games doesn't make you good at building games, <laughs> even if you are good at them. Uh, you must try and see the experience that you create from the eyes of everyone else. And that is very challenging for me. Yeah, try wow. to, to simulate what the other people might think, what other people might do. Absolutely. That, John, what about, what about me, you? Yeah. I just uh, have a question. Um, 
Do you mean uh, what was obstacle for me as a game designer or obstacle in this particular project? Um, uh, let's do this. Let's do this particular project. Yeah, since, since we're talking right. strictly about Vine Venture okay. right now, but yeah. Yeah, so uh, I feel for Vine Venture because uh, like we've been working on it and uh, about uh, halfway through the project, we've been uh, hired by another company to make uh, like other games. Oh, and wow. so I, I feel like, so basically we had to pause Vine Venture for like a month and come back later. So we had to kind of do like a little deal, I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> and and uh, I feel when we came back, that really messed up our focus. And sure. like, uh, it took us a while to kind of readjust and be like, oh, that's what we're doing. This is what our project is about. So like, I know it's never simple, but uh, uh, try and do just one project at the time, like yeah, yeah if possible. Mix it up. Yeah, I, I it was a problem. It was a problem for both of us, and yeah, well, like yeah. one project at a time is the best thing to do because yeah. you can lose track and yeah, your your focus sways back and forth there. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that being incredibly difficult going from working for for somebody else and then going back to working kind of for yourself and and everything. I can see how that would be pretty difficult. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned you were sponsored by your university, uh, and you mentioned that uh, something about end of the end of the year conference. Uh, can you explain, like, get a, a bit more in depth about that? All right. So, um, so our university, University of Arts London, um, they're trying to create um, like incubator system uh, where uh, they can help successful projects from you know different courses, you know, to get them out, you know, to sell or whatever the project implies, you know, because it can be a lot of different things. And uh, uh, so we were basically like a test group. They, you know, they gave us some money and said, here, like, try to complete your project. And, uh, you know, they also had meetings, like, how we're doing, how well it's going. So I feel the whole kind of sponsorship, it was just the right, right time, right place. We just got lucky, you know. Oh, wow. That's really cool. And then uh, you guys had mentioned at some point to me about... Uh, you want to get it greenlit on Steam. I don't know how far you guys are into that process at all, but uh, what can you explain a little bit of that process or like what your plans are for that process? Yeah, you you well, hear that Steam term running around a lot with you know all the it just got greenlit on Steam, but what what does that actually mean for that to get there and and how far well, are you? Yeah, greenlit on Steam it's actually a quite uh, challenging experience for a game because you upload the game on Steam and you wait for people to vote for it if they like what they see so if they want to see it in the in, in the steam store like thumb, thumbs up or thumbs up down that they are not interested so we are, we will upload by venture steam with a trailer and some screenshots and we will expect we will, we will wait for them to like the game and thumbs up until it reaches a certain point of votes which is not standard every time it yeah. changes uh, depending on the top 10 at the moment so Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's it's like you sit and wait, and, and you need to promote on social media, and that's a issue for us because we're not experienced on this on this uh, kind of work. We, we we make the game, but after that, it's all yeah. blurry. Yeah. What to do with Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So another thing about uh, stream Steam Greenlight. So uh, I don't know if you ever opened it, the actual Steam Greenlight web page. There are like 
a lot of games, like thousands of games, and they post like hundred new games, like all the time, yeah. like every day. And so it's like, it's really like saturated kind of market. So your game has to be really good to get out there to, to you know, to actually sell. So uh, yeah, so it's, you, it's very very difficult pro like process here. There there is a list with the top ten games that uh, they are the most voted, mm -hmm. and people can see these games quite easily. The, the problem is to get there, to get to the point where right, you are in the top 10. Once you're in the top 10, you, you will get greenlit. Uh, no okay. doubt about that. So it's, it's basically kind of like you have to like already make it to be, to, to, to make it, essentially. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, so we are in the process right now of making uh, our trailer, because that's what we need for the Steam Greenlight. Sure. So we'll put trailer on Steam Greenlight very, very soon. And then, yes, people can go and vote. Well, when when the trailer is up and running, uh, send us a link. We'll put it up on the website. We'll we'll put it on Twitter. We'll make sure that this thing gets out to as many people as we can on our end as well. Sure, yeah, for sure, man. Fantastic. Thank you very much. All Thanks, right. guys. Um, now this is this is my favorite question personally. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, this is kind of like what what do you want people to take away after playing my adventure? What do you want them to to feel, to learn, to experience? What do you want? Yeah, what do you want that experience to be for people playing your game? Uh, so, I feel like it's kind of like summary of what I like about games. So, like, it's excitement of exploration, excitement of novelty, finding something and like experiencing something. Like, you know, when you go through the game and see an object and you're like, what does it do? Like, this kind of like sense of curiosity and like satisfaction that you get out of it. Right. Like, so this is what I want people to experience. It's kind of like sense of. Like, oh, what's gonna happen next? What is yeah. this? Like this magical atmosphere, like what's happening? I want to know to like, kind of like find out and learn uh, everything that we created in this world. Yeah. Yeah, because the game has different environments and these environments, have, they have different obstacles, different kind of combination of obstacles that you will meet and everything reacts to each other and people will never be quite... Oh yeah quite sure of what they will see next and the game is an exploration of itself on that fact and then uh, it's they can create uh, to get from one edge to the other of this of, of the stage you can do it uh, like in, in a million ways we've hmm. seen players testing the game that the, the way they build their vine their plant it's some people take their time and they build these elaborate stru structures some others just go for it yeah straight ahead so, yeah. and so, so that's another thing, like, uh, people can play this game the way they want it to play? Yeah, so yeah. Th this is like, people will enjoy it because they can play it their, their own way. Absolutely. And... We go about our daily lives understanding almost nothing of the world. We give little thought to the machinery that generates the sunlight that makes life possible. To the gravity that glues us to an Earth that would otherwise send us spinning off into space. Or to the atoms of which we're made and on whose stability we fundamentally depend. Like, yeah. It's like you guys have provided the tools of, of how to play the game, but then they get to actually do it how they feel most comfortable. It's not a straight line and you don't have to only, you know, walk down this one hallway or it's, it's not, it's not guided. Instead, you get to give the player the experience to play the game how they want. That is really cool. Man, this is such like a psychological experiment. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna watch my friends play it and be like, ah, oh, you, yeah, you build your mind that way. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So I guess then uh, a question that I would like is, is we, we've got plenty of people who listen to our show who are interested in making their own games. We have a, a, a guy who's based, I believe he's out in Utah, Scooby-Doo. No, he's in. I don't know where he that yeah, guy's but, at. But <laughs> but he he says that he he built some games too. So 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 from a uh, ins- or aspiring game developer, from like some of our listeners, what do you think would be the the biggest piece of advice? Like the number one thing that somebody who's developing their own games, what would be a big piece of advice you would give to somebody like that? So, personally, I would say, make sure that you like making games because you like game design and not because you like playing games so that's like first barrier okay like if if you actually like making games for the experience for showing something to people then go ahead and make people but if (laughs) and then go ahead and make games but if you but if you just play games and you think you're good at games and you want to make games (laughs) it's a little bit different it's i feel like people who make those people who make games like that it's I don't know. They just come up with like average games. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's yeah, a, it's, like that, yeah. yeah. And try to push the boundaries. Like, uh, don't try and copy everything you see. Try okay. to create. Try to create something new, or take an idea and try to improve it. But don't, don't reinvent the wheel. You know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like push the boundaries because that's what the interest in, in industry needs at the moment. New ideas because Absolutely. it feels like. For sure. Though, that many first-person shooters, that there are very, some very good ideas out there, but we need more, in my opinion. I yeah, agree. I feel that's why I always like indies to come and like rescue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because we're gonna get our Call of Duty 27, you know, four years from now or whatever, whatever it's <laughs> yeah. at now. It's probably so out already. <laughs> it, it probably, it probably. But if if we're constantly getting the same formula over and over again, eventually you're like okay, it's another shooter versus games like this, where this is something I've never seen before. And so it's that that excitement that captures you. That's That's been my experience doing this podcast is that it's we're playing stuff that we've never played before instead of the same formula over and over again. So it's, it sounds yeah. like you guys have really, really pushed and tried to capture that that idea, that mentality. Yeah, that's true. Another, another issue for indies is that uh, be prepared to do more than one stuff. You okay. cannot be just the artist or just the programmer because a, a game, a game in some big companies, like every position, there are so many things to do. And some guy, one guy only, does one thing. But in indie, you are two or three or, or three people, and you must do everything. Yeah. So wow. that that means level design challenges like testing everything falls on you and be prepared to invest some time on it it's not it's not it's very time consuming yeah sure yeah, you have to be very committed and yeah as a if oh. you really want to save some time you know probably some money you won't need it yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, try to stick to one project to like everything you want to achieve within those boundaries of the project like yes it will change naturally as games do you know according to feedback sure but try to stick with it and actually like deliver it actually do it yeah uh, without starting hundred other projects i feel like that would really helps yeah, yeah. absolutely don't get distracted <laughs> So I guess, so guys, I, guess... I have so many prototypes. You'll be surprised. <laughs> I guess, I guess, no. <laughs> uh, my my next question for you guys is, what's next? Like, what's the next step for the two of you as far as as game design goes, or as far as getting the game out? 
I mean, what what's what's in the immediate future for you two? We 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 both work for a company actually. Uh, okay. And Vine Venture right right now is uh, on the side, but in in the in the sense that we will wait for the Steam Greenlight. Right. But we both work for a for a company and uh, a, a very a startup company, a small one, and mm-hmm. we, we create games for them at the moment and. That's great because we have creative control on, on the games that we create, and we want to stick to that, to not to, to create stuff that we like, and we can create them on our own without having to go over a hundred people to to see if you can greenlit this game in the studio. So the, our immediate our immediate future is to. It's fine. Yeah, but keep creative control in our games. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess after Fine Ventures out. Like, at some point, maybe good to create like our own company if, you know, we get enough recognition, like what they say. Yeah, for sure. So last, awesome. qu- last question, uh, where can people follow you? Where can people find uh, some of your work and everything? Yes. So if you go on Twitter, it's at uh, FindVenture. If you go on Facebook, it's, uh, you know, fa- Facebook, then uh, for uh, facebook.com forward slash Vineventure. Mm-hmm. Then we have a website. What's the domain name, Nicola? It's not. Uh, it's not uh, released yet, but it will be Vineventure. Co. Not com. Co. Okay. Yeah. So, so All that. Uh, so Vineventure. Co. All right. Uh, what, what else? So we have Twitter, Facebook. So that's all we have right now. Okay. All right. I am following you guys so, on no. Twitter uh, right now. Okay. <laughs> Vineventure. So. Uh, uh, at Twitter at VineVenture and on Facebook facebook.com slash VineVenture then yep awesome very yes. cool um, well uh, Jean Nicola we thank you so much for hanging out with us today and uh, for you know letting us delve into a little bit of your lives and a little bit of your creative process yeah thank, thank you guys so much for, for having a few minutes to stop by and talk to us about your game we're really looking forward to playing it I'm going to pick it up as soon as it's ready to go and everybody else who's listening, when it's ready, we'll, we'll be sure to retweet it and let it out and and let everybody know that this is a game you should be picking up and playing because it looks amazing. Thank you guys so much for, for being a part of the show tonight. Right. Thank you guys. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, it was an amazing experience to be here and talk to you. It's, I really appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, we fully appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, best, best of luck to both of you. And uh, hopefully we'll be in contact. We'll let everybody know when your game is out and ready to go. Thank you. All right. All right. Yeah. Good luck with your show, guys. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Hey, thanks, guys. We'll, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you so much. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that little bit of the uh, interview that we had. Again, check out that game on VineVenture. I believe they're on Twitter, too, right? And the audio at the end there did get a little crusty, so I just want to I want to yeah. make sure that uh, we get their, their plugs out. So, yeah, they're on Twitter, at VineVenture, and yep. on Facebook, facebook.com slash VineVenture. And they're getting their website up currently. Uh, it should be VineVenture.com. Yep, as soon as we have a playable version, we'll be sure to all let you know. Yeah, yeah those definitely. guys were awesome. They were super cool. Uh, in the meantime, do we want to go around the table and do our own special little plugs, or you want to sure. save that, or do we, we have enough time? Yeah, we got time. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. I'll just do the show, I guess. NordyDirtCastGmail.com. Uh, we got your email, Scooby-Doo. We'll answer it next week, I promise. For sure, man. It's uh, if you want to see any of the past content, go to NordyDirt.com. That's all the shows that we've recorded in the past. 
or look us up on, or you can also look us up on iTunes if you like what we do and you want to see it continue. Head over, give us a five star review. We'd love uh, we reading will, those and checking those out. We will love you. Uh, so much love. Who wants to All go the love. next? Raise your hand, first person to raise your hand. Just, AJ Vogel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash yellen08. Awesome. I stream no times. Awesome. Yeah. Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I was so confused by that. <laughs> <laughs> pointed to Andrew and then said my name. Um, yeah. There's a method um, to my madness. Anything I, I do, uh, my, my handle is always not Luthera. N O T H L U T H E R A. So there's, sorry, N O T L U T H E R A. I know how to spell. Like Luthera um, without the N. What happened yeah, to the real? On, what happened on to Twitch, Luthera? On Steam, on all that good business. Um, uh, now I'm done with school forever. Um, hope to start doing some some streaming and gaming a bit more, but we'll see what happens. AaronSpain.com for all your photography. Yep, yep. you can do that. So that's, that's how I pay rent. Yeah. Uh, did you want to do your audio thing? Oh yeah, I, uh, I do audio. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so AJ, it, the very humble man, um, <laughs> is looking to edit uh, audio and help people kind of promote yeah. their podcasts so edit mix if you want to design. talk about things and you don't want to edit those things you can send it to aj and you know he can get you up and running i'm not paying the man he just said it <laughs> sure, he just sure, said it right as, sure is not paying me <laughs> except for with love uh next week oh wait did you want to do your plugs are you good um i don't have a plug but i did want to let you know all right Ooh, let, me know. Um, let me know uh i am trying to get my foot in the door for uh voice work Oh, please and, do, man. Um, I've yes. recorded uh, a decent amount of me making stupid, amazing voices. And by stupid, amazing, I mean mostly just stupid. Cool, cool. But <laughs> that's what voice acting is. Yep. Um, because yep. the people who are successful were the people who locked themselves in their room as a child and spoke to themselves. And that was me. <laughs> um, huh. So you, so much. I'm going to upload those to my SoundCloud. Um, and that's Thassius, I think. Sure. T-H-A... S S I U S and that's on SoundCloud. That is how you spell it. Okay. Don't you fill in for me, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew? When you said the people who lock themselves in their bedrooms, I just pictured you locked inside a closet with like a little flashlight. Yes. And then I imagine you redoing R Kelly's "Locked in a Closet." <laughs> yeah, as pretty, like part of your portfolio. Pretty much, actually. Actually, if you go to my webpage, that's the first thing I uploaded. Oh, R. So. Kelly? Yes. Are you kidding me? That was like last week for Adrian. I come out of the closet, and you know I got locked in. Uh, next week, well. we will be doing, we'll be heading back to the normal formula of the show, correct? Correct. And we have a game picked out, do we not? Uh, we do. I, I wrote one down. I don't know if we you guys picked want to do it. it or not. How does Hammer Watch sound to, to you, fine gentlemen? I like watching Hammer. Stop. Hammer Watch. Stop. Hammer, Hammer watching hammers is actually one of my favorite things to do. So I've seen you at Home Depot. Just I'm it's all I'll I'm go all buy a ball peen. Uh, Brandon, you'll be in charge of the carpenters oh, okay. hammers. Um, if you'd like to get Ooh, a sludge, I call sludge a sledge sledge hammer. <laughs> Andy wants I, a sledge hammer. Is, <laughs> is this a Pokemon? It's a poison sledge hammer. I'm I'm not kidding you. I honestly thought it was sludge. Are you serious? It's, like it's sledge, sledge, sledge. sledge. Wow. With an e. Sledge hammer. Twenty five and a half. <laughs> sledge hammer. You have no. legit band just, name. Call it. You have legit just blown my mind. <laughs> oh I honestly my. thought for twenty five years of my life. Are you serious? It is sledge. Well, my yeah, brother's sh- wife thought it was Chester drawers. Not like a Chester. <laughs> 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 we still like give her crap, and they've been married for two years. That's amazing, yeah. oh, man. Sludge hammer, man. Andy, I don't even know. Uh, well, on the note of sledge hammer, <laughs> hammer watch is what we'll be doing yes. next week. All right. 
So in the meantime, anybody else got anything cool for the fine listeners at home? Yes. Oh, we got to freaking thank people. Thank yes, thank you. You're Eric. all welcome. Thank you, okay. Eric Linder, <laughs> for for making. You need to treat your brother better. You treat need, yourself. You need to call him more. He's been asking about you. You need. Maybe to call he him. should call me himself, and I won't pick up like I've been doing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Devin Doran, yep, uh, because yep, yep. of reasons, I guess. I don't know. Because Devin. Yeah. Thank you, Scott Fletcher, for doing the voice work at the beginning and end of the show. Yep. Thank you, Andrew yep. Linder, for for uh, yep. coming uh-huh. out of the closet. Uh-huh. No. And I'm locked in the closet. Thank you, Ramsey's B, for giving us permission to use your freaking yes. sweet music. So Dude, I followed you. I just got to geek out for a second. I, fo- I have been getting into electronic music for a little bit now. Found you on SoundCloud and lost my brains in the fact that AJ was saying we get to yeah we get to on collide. SoundCloud so cool. Ramses B on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Ramses B. How do you spell that? So tight, huh? Ramses, our King Ramses, <laughs> like that Ramses. It's spelled like Ramses. Return Whoa. the slab. Return, Return the slab. We don't want any. <laughs> oh man. Huh. Uh, for myself, so, for yep. Brandon Campbell. Oh man. For Aaron Spain. Yep. For A.G. Vogel. This was a really long episode. And last but not least, the returning Andrew oh, man. I left a long time ago. Back when the nation, the, ne- the, the, the many nations were at war. Mm, picture it. And when the, when the many nations were at war, they often warred with each other. And during these wars, there were more wars inside the wars called many, many wars. And all the wars came together to, for, for, they battled and there were lots of bads and we got all of them dead and that's the end Yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so this? so we know that we know that that all of us besides andrew are never going to go into voice work because we <laughs> suck andrew might have a chance the rest of us suck <laughs> thank you all for listening we'll see you guys next week for hammer watch in the meantime please do me a favor do not die and take care of yourselves Nordy Dirk! <laughs>